Uh, a friend I was going to be preaching this morning, they said, well, pastor's going to be in on Sunday. I said, yes. Love it when pastor's here. <laughs> Amen. We're looking at Matthew 13 and start at verse 3. It says, and he spake unto them many things, many things unto them in parables, saying, behold, a sower went forth to sow, and he, when he sowed some seeds, they fell by the wayside, and fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they had no root, they were withered away. Some fell among thorns, and those thorns, they sprung up and they choked them. But others fell onto good ground. It brought forth fruit, some hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear? Let him hear. Amen. This morning, I want to talk to us just for a few minutes on the topic of the importance of roots. The importance of roots. Pastor, would you pray over this this morning? Amen, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor, for that prayer this morning. Before I start out, I want to, uh, I wanted to ask a question this morning, kind of gauge the crowd here this morning. So uh, firstly, by show of hands, how many of you here today enjoy uh, lawn care and or gardening? Enjoy, enjoy being out and being with plants, enjoying that? Okay, we got a decent amount that's here. So, so for those of you that raise your hands, do you enjoy the process of it? Do you enjoy the outcome of it, or do you enjoy both? Both? Outcome? Okay, there's, there's a mixture there. So I, I currently um, am firmly in the outcome portion of it. So I wasn't even in the outcome. Earlier in my life, I was in the, the, the neither of portion. I didn't like the process. I didn't like the outcome. I just didn't want to do it. It was not, not, not a thing for me. Uh, but now when I, when I kind of look out over our lawn and, you know, I don't enjoy the, the weed eating and the cutting and the edging and the mowing and the watering. The, oh, it's a whole, whole process that goes with it. Um, but now I get to look out over my lawn and I sometimes I say to myself and oftentimes my wife, that's a good looking lawn out there. I think I've been told on the internet that's like a dad thing, that once you become a dad, you get to mow the lawn, you go, that's a good looking lawn right there, so... So I don't really enjoy the process of it. That's a whole sermon itself, enjoying the process that comes with it, as well as the outcome. But I don't really enjoy it, but I love the outcome. We actually have some uh, zinnias on each side of our garage that our, my father-in-law used with my daughter. That they, they planted them, and we've been desperately trying to keep them alive. Um, we've, luckily, they're kinds, if you don't water them every day, if you water them like another day, they'll just sprout right back up again. So they're very forgiving What other plants not not so much. They just die right out the gate there. But those, but those, that grass, anytime that you're, you're planting something, you're gardening, you're, you're watering, all that stuff, all that stuff has to, to live, it has to have roots. Okay, so different plants, different types of trees, all that kind of stuff, they have to have roots, and those roots have to have nourishment applied to them in order for them to grow, in order for them to, to flourish. If they don't have that nourishment, and we've seen in the, in the intense heat with no rain, they will shrivel up and they will die. They have to have roots. Just like those plants do, our spiritual lives have to have roots in them. It's in, uh, some examples of these roots is what Jesus gave in our, in our text here this morning. So Matthew 13 through 9, he talked about uh, four different scenarios 
Four different scenarios, what happens to that seed. And that seed, what happens when it's in the ground. It talked about seed that fell by the wayside. There's seed that fell in the stony places, seed that fell among thorns, and seed that fell on good ground. This first one, the wayside ground. So the wayside ground, Matthew 13, starts out, it says, And he sowed some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Jesus actually explains one of these parables. The disciples came up to him and was, what, is, what does this parable mean? And he kind of explained a little bit later in the chapter. He says, when anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth the way that which was sown in his heart. This is, with, this is he which receives seed by the wayside. They heard the word of the kingdom, but they understood it not. Jesus points out here the issue of, of hearing something all throughout our lives, all throughout our day. We hear a bunch of stuff. We hear stuff from coworkers. We hear stuff from the radio. We hear stuff from the media. But how much of it are we actually listening to and understanding it and applying it in our lives? How many times have you heard something that just goes in one ear and right out the other? Someone asks you, oh, do you remember that? I had no clue what you're talking about. I was not. Uh, husbands, anybody ever do that? No? Say, yeah? Okay. <laughs> this mostly happens to me when I'm, when I'm working and my wife tries to tell me something and I'm in the middle of doing something else and she's talking and I'm like, I'm, I'm honestly hearing you, listening to you right now, but I'm not understanding what's coming through. We've learned that now she'll just kind of take a breath. She'll wait. She's like, she starts to say, she's like, oh, hold on a second. She's like, I, I recognize you're here. Let me finish this up. Close this box. Okay. Now what do you want? So it helps, husbands, that's just a free tip this morning. That's very much, you know, understanding. That's let me finish up my man brain so I can listen to you. <laughs> but in the same scripture, we're saying, you know, I, I heard you. I heard the people that heard this word, I heard you, but I either wasn't listening or I wasn't taking the time to understand what that really means. What that really meant. This gospel was preached unto me, but I'm not really hearing you that's here today. Have you ever tried to talk to someone about God? And the answer, their response is just kind of like, meh. Now, Pastor, I mean, I'm sure when you were in Hungary on the, on the mission field, every person you talked to, they were really to come to church. They were ready to receive a Bible study. They were ready to talk about God, right? Right? No? No. Shock. Awe. Oh. No, they were not always ready to receive that word. Because sometimes when God has to draw the hearts, God has to draw their hearts to that hearts, I have to be ready for that word. Amen? Sometimes a hard man will reject the word of God. The danger we face is this well as we're all here. I would say by just being in the house of the Lord, we're hungry for more for God. You made that step by being here today. But what I find dangerous that sometimes could come into a church is that same attitude of, man, man, we can come on Sunday mornings. We can come on Wednesdays. And especially we've been here for a while, week after week, you know, I'm, I'm showing up to service. But how many times sometimes we just let that sermon, you know, that was a great sermon. Out the year. Amen. That spirit, we have to be careful that that same seed that's being planted, like we wanted to plant it out of the world, it plants in our hearts as well as being in the church of God. Amen. Anytime we have the opportunity, Lord, I need to have hunger for more of your word. I got to understand not just what they said. And that's why Sister Melissa was talking about, you know, the, the note takers. You know, the pastors even mentioned take notes. If I don't understand something, because this really isn't a Q&A sometimes, uh, you know, if I don't have a question, I can write that down. You know, I, I would talk to Brother Jeff before. I talked to others. You know, you said something in that sermon, and, and you mentioned it, but, man, I, I just, what was you talking about there? Right? I can, I, can, I can feel that words, amen? 
So that gives us that opportunity to combat that, 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 that spirit of, eh, I'm, I'm just here. We have to have that hunger for the word of God. We have to have the hunger for the word of God. That, spirit of, that, that spiritual root will give us that hunger that allows us to, to say, God, you know, not just I want to understand what pastors say, I want to understand what, what the preachers are saying, but I want to know for myself what your word says. I want to go back. They gave me some scriptures. I want to know what those scriptures say. We can read that same passage maybe five, ten times, and the Lord will illuminate new things to our eyes, will illuminate new things to our spirit. Say, you know, I, I read that, but I never understood what that meant before. We can have that, that, that personal hunger for the things of God. It's more than just hearing it. It's more than just hearing the word of God, but it is understanding what we read. Amen. There's a, that's why it's one of the reasons, reason 9,000, 10,000, why it's so important to have a pastor or have a mentor, someone in your life that you can say, I have questions about this. And that's okay to have questions. Some people, sometimes in churches before, if you had questions, mm-mm, zip it, zilch. We don't ask questions. You just listen and you understand. That's not what we believe here at the Apostolic Church of Belleville. Amen, amen. It's not just a, a spitting out of words unto the church here, but it's a, an understanding, saying, God, you have something for me here today. I may not understand it, but I have someone that I can go to, and I can talk to that person. They can help me understand what that word means, what, what a, a fully uh, comprehension of it, amen. I've had many uh, video polls with Brother JR. We talk about the word, and I always send him a poll and say, Brother, did you just read in Numbers what that chapter said? I've read this 10 times. I never understood what that was really talking about. God illuminates those things to our eyes and illuminate those things in our hearts as well. We have to hunger after the word just as we do for regular food. In Deuteronomy 8 through 3, it says, So he humbled you. This is talking to Moses, talking to the children of Israel. He humbled you. He allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know. It wasn't from your hands. And nor did your fathers know that he might make Make you know that man shall not live by bread alone. We're not going to live by the, just the, the, the daily food, but the man lives by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen? This is the same scripture that Jesus quoted later on when he's being tempted by the devil in the wilderness. Matthew 4, 4, he answered and said unto them, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Amen. The root for a hunger for God's word. Amen. And sometimes that's our flesh. Our flesh doesn't want that. I, it's okay. I, I heard it in a message, which I was like, that makes so much sense. They said, if you're having trouble, like, just wanting to read the, ask the God to give you the hunger to want to read the word. Pray for a hunger and say, God, I want to read your word. Help me to defeat, push my flesh down to try to, to, to devour your word instead of what the carnal things are. Because our flesh doesn't want to do it. Our flesh absolutely does not want to do anything. The prayer, Bible written, now forget all that. <laughs> We're not doing that. But we can pray and say, God, give me that root of hunger. Amen? Root of hunger for God's word. So that's the one that fell by the wayside. Having that hunger that will help that not just to see there and the, the fowls catch it away, but it can sink in there and that can actually grow roots in our lives. Amen? Number two is the stony ground. Matthew 11, or Matthew 13, chapter 5, uh, or Chapter 13, verses 5 through 6, says, Some fell unto stony places. This is where there had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had not root, they were withered away. Jesus explained this again in verses 20 and 21. He said, Because he that received the stone into or the seed into stony places, the same is he that heareth the word, and anon with joy receives it. 
Yet he hath not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For when tribulation or persecution ariseth, because of the word, by and by, he is offended. He is offended. The difference here between the first ground and the second ground here is that the, the first ground it was quickly diminished, so they didn't even, didn't even have time to grow. Now it's kind of it's gotten the words, I, I received it, but now trials and tribulations come against them, and as soon as they face some trials and tribulations, it's out the window. It's done. They didn't even get a chance to, to grow and to, and to grow roots on there. Church, this is why it's, it's important for one of our spiritual roots that we're talking about, a hunger for the word of God, having a root of faith in your life. Having a root of faith in our life that says, God, I know I may, you know, just even if I'm just brand new into this thing, I know there's going to be some trials. I'm going to have some tribulations, but I'm going to have the faith that says, God, I know you're going to take me through the storm. I know you'll be able to take me through whatever this trial is, whatever this tribulation is. I'm going to have you take me through the storm. And that will be out there on the other side. You, know, you say, I have a God. Amen. The, the winds may come, but I have a God. When the waters may come over us, but I have a God. I have a God that will watch us. We have characters in the Bible that explain this. Noah didn't stop building the boat when the people started making fun of him. He just kept on. I know what they're saying, but God said it's going to rain. And people, it's going to rain. Believe me. But he kept on keeping on. Abraham, he didn't stop being obedient to God when, he, when God told him to sacrifice his only son. He kept and said, Lord, I don't know why you want me to do this. This is the son that you promised me, but you're asking me to ask to sacrifice my own son. But God, I have faith. He had a root of faith that said, I believe, yet you are asking this for a reason. Joseph, he didn't throw in the towel when he was sold by his brothers and then further wrongly imprisoned. He would have had a perfect, anyone looking at it would have been like, yeah, I get it, man, that's hard. You just, yeah, forget God, that's just, he didn't do anything for you. But look at where he turned out. Look where God t- it says, it was all not for you, it was for a reason and a purpose to provide for those that are going on. Joshua didn't stop leading the children of Israel to war for the promised land, even though in man's eyes, everyone looking out at it said, you know what? We are highly outnumbered. There is no way, this, like the spies came back, there's no way that we can take that land. But Joshua's like, you've commissioned me to go out and do a word. You've commissioned me to go out and to fight these wars because it's not going to be by my own hands. It's not going to be by the Israelites' hands that they're doing this, but it's going to be by your hand. It's going to be by your word that's going to be done. So sometimes when we're going through things, it's not through our own hands that we're going to be able to do it. We're going to have to tap into that root of faith that says, God, I don't know what you're doing in my life right now. I don't know how I'm going to walk through this storm. I don't know how I'm going to go through this fire, but I've nourished my root of faith, and I'm going to stand strong like an oak tree planted by the rivers of water that says I'm not going to be bent by the storms. I'm not going to be bent by the waves. I'm going to stand firm and say, God, I have you to take through through the other side. Amen. Amen. And then that root of faith that comes is we have to be like the psalmist David wrote in Psalm 37, 25. It says, I have been young and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. David has seen some things. He said, I was young, but I'm hoping through my whole life I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Amen. I have faith that he's going to take you through the things. When we go through those trials on the other side, when we're going through talking about even going through the process, we don't enjoy the process of going through trials. I don't know anybody that would raise their hand and says, ooh, me, me, I love that. No, no one loves the process. But we're strengthened by that on the other side that that root of faith can grow even stronger. If we go through it, 
he'll help you carry it. <laughs> he'll help you carry that burden. That's why there's, there's a saying that's actually become one of my, my pet peeves, actually, that people will say, well, God will never put on you more than you can bear. Everyone ever heard that before? It's a great saying. I, I, the people that normally say it, it's coming from a great place, it's coming from a, from a heart, you know, just, it's, just know that God's never, that's not in the Bible. It's not in the Word. The Word doesn't say that we'll put on us more than we can bear. The closest thing is 1 Corinthians 10, 12 through 14. It says, Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed lest he fall. There hath no temptation taken you, but that is such common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you are able to bear it. Amen. So we won't be tempted beyond it. But if we were ever faced with a trial that we couldn't handle, what would we need God for? What would that root of faith even know that says, you know, God, if, I, if you never put on me more than I can bear, I can, I can handle all this. I can just do it myself. No, that's why we have a God that says, cast your cares upon me. Put my, your yoke upon me because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Pass those upon me. Psalms 55, 22, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustaineth thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Psalms 46, 1 through 2, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, because he cares for us. And it's only by having that a strong root of faith in our lives can we stand there when those things come. That's why it's so important to develop that in your life. There will be times when we face that, Lord, this is more than I can bear, but I know someone that can't take it. I know someone that will walk beside me and be right there with me in the fire, and I put it on you, dear Lord. Amen. We have to have the root of faith in our lives. Number three is the, the thorny ground. Matthew 13, 7 says, And some fell among the thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them choked him. He explained it. He said, he also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the world and he becomes unfruitful. In this case, the word was heard and it was received and it was actually in the ground, but they found that there is a, an invasive species that was there that choked the life out of whatever power the word might have had. Jesus calls us out specifically, he says, the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. And to me, this really sums up our carnality and our flesh, the cares of the world versus the cares of the kingdom, the cares of heaven and heavenly things. These are things that can choke out the world and can cause us to become unfruitful. It's here that we realize as well that these invasive species, these thorns or these weeds that might grow, they have roots as well. <laughs> it's not just this, this set of things here that's not a living thing. No, it, they have roots as well. And the longer that they are allowed to grow, the deeper that their roots grow and take more of a hold. Amen? The deeper they go, the, the, to get rid of them, it's not good enough just to trim them back. Just trim back the, 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 the roots, and I've, or trim back the, the weeds. And I know this because I've tried it. <laughs> in, my, in my process of not wanting to do lawn care, in my process of not wanting to do any of that, I'd see it all in my yard, and i just mow right over it. Just, all right, well, that's growing fast. And what do I do the next time before it has to mow? It's grown faster than the grass has, and now there's new spots all over the yard that I didn't know about in the first place. 
One thing 100% I can grow without any effort whatsoever is weeds. I don't have to, I can sit back and do nothing and they will just take over. They will just take, not only will they take over, they said, they multiply. If you don't take it and pull it up from the root, there's going to be two or three that are going to pop more over. You say, well, I'm going to cut those down. Well, now there's 10 that are growing. Well, I'll just cut those. It's a losing battle. It has to be pulled up from the root. There has to be intentionality in taking it from the root. It can't just be done by sitting back and saying, well, I'll, I'll just, it's not a big deal. I'm just, I'll just take care. No, there has to be intentionality. It says, I can't have this in my life. I have to take it up from the root. Amen? We just like that with the, in the physical, in our spiritual lives as well, we have to be intentional to be mindful of any weeds or roots of sin that we find in our lives. That say, you know what, I'm, I'm doing the word, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being the best Christian I can, I'm doing, you know, reading and, and praying, but there's this, this weed that's in there that just keeps popping its head up over and over, these, these trials that death so easily beset us. And your weeds are probably different than my weeds. <laughs> we all have different kinds. But it's something that we can't let go. We have to bring it up from the root. Sister Melissa said it in her sermon. I actually wrote it down when it was talking about our mountaintop experiences. She said mountaintop experiences alone cannot fix systemic issues. It can't fix us. We can have a wonderful time in the Lord on Sunday. We can have a wonderful time praising God and, and worshiping on a, on a Wednesday night or a Monday night Bible study. We can have a mountaintop experience with the Lord, but it's not going to fix the systemic issues, those weeds that are in there. They have to be intentionally pulled up from the root. There sometimes has to be drastic action that has to happen. Right? It's not just, this is my daily maintenance. No, it's like, I don't want this thing here, I'm tired of it here, and I'm ripping it up, and I'm ripping up every other single one that's in my life, because I can't make it with these weeds in my life. It has to have intentionality. It has to persist with them as well. You've heard, I'm sure you've heard the phrase, uh, I'm going to get down to the root of it. I'm going I'm to get down to the root of it. So a lot of that said in uh, the medical field, also in the psychology field, they use this term because they don't want to treat the symptoms. They don't want to treat the symptoms of something. If you have something going on, like, well, I have a headache, I have this constant thing, you're like, okay, well, here's, some, here's something for your headache. Here's something like, no, but this is a constant reoccurring thing in my life. Well, it indicates something else is going on. If I'm having the same trial, the same temptation, something that's going on in my life, it's something more than just a symptom. There's some other root of the issue that's actually there, and I have to get down to the root of whatever that thing may be and pluck it up. One of the roots that they talk about in the Bible, we, we quote it a lot, it's in Hebrews. Hebrews 12 says, Follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Looking diligently, lest any man fall for the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. The root of bitterness, we talk about that, how that can, that can seep into your life, but that's not the only root that, that's in the Bible. Sometimes rooted in our lives, you know, there may be, they're not just being the, um, the root of bitterness. It could be a root of envy, a root of hatred, a root of apathy, a root of, of selfishness, a root of laziness, and a root of pride. Just some of these things that are examples that can sometimes take roots. We see the symptoms of it. Like, ooh, like I, I had a bad attitude that day. What, what's kind of going on? And it seems like day after day after day, I continue having those, those, those trolls. There may be a root problem that's there. We have to be intentional about removing the roots from out of there. 
And sometimes the things that are rooted, they may not be sinful as well. They, they may not be sinful, whatever that whatever thing may be, but it may not be conducive to our walk with God. There may be something in our life that, say, that you know, people look around and say, well, that's not, that's not really a bad thing. But to me, I can't have that in my life because my life, with my walk of God, that troubles me. That has a, an effect on me that it may not have an effect on everyone else. That's why it's so important that we have in our lives personal convictions. Something that says, you know what, God, you, you've convicted me about this thing because I, you said it's not good for me. It may be okay for my brother, for my sister, but it can't be good for me. Because if I let it in my life, if I let it in my yawn, it's going to grow roots. And that roots will maybe lead unto other roots that may multiply. They say, God, I can't have that in my life. i got to have the things that you want put in my life. So hand in hand with pulling up those thorns and those weeds in our lives, we have to nourish the root of holiness in our lives. Having that hunger, that hunger for the word of God, the, the root of faith and the root of holiness that searches after those things that says, God, if I'm searching after holiness, all these other things, they make it a lot harder, a lot easier to pluck the roots from because I don't want them anymore. They don't have that deep impact in my life because I have that searching after you and searching after holiness. Amen. Follow, as that's what the Hebrews said, follow peace with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. If we strive to, to nurture that root of holiness and fall in love with God's word, it strengthens our resolve. It makes it that much harder for those roots. They can't find somewhere to take a hold because it's all covered. <laughs> it's all covered by God. Amen. Finally, the good ground. This is the, the, the good ground that we all this is the one that we wanted, but <laughs> when we read that passage, we're like, oh, those three? No, I finally the good ground. Hebrews 13 says, but he that receiveth seed unto the good ground is he that heareth the word, that understandeth it, and also beareth fruit, beareth fruit, and bringeth forth some a hundredfold, some sixty, and some thirty. In this passage, these three things that Jesus mentions when the seed falls on good ground. It says that he hears the word, he understands the word, and he beareth fruit. I already talked about the hearing of the word, the, the understanding, have that hunger for the word of God, that understanding of it by, by maintaining them through the power of the Holy Ghost. We should be fruit bearers. <laughs> we should be fruit bearers, amen? Galatians 2, 5, 22 to 23, we know this very well. The fruit is the fruit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So you might be saying to yourself, well, Brother Heil, how do I know about my spiritual roots? How, how, they, how do we do a check on them? How do I know if they're doing well? How do I know if they're doing okay? And I'm glad you asked that question. It's great. The health of your roots will be shown by your fruits. <laughs> the health of your roots will be shown by your fruits. Jesus even mentioned this in, in Matthew, Matthew 7, 15 through 20. He says, beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravaging wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit. For a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth not fruit, good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire, whereby their fruits 
whereby by their fruits ye shall know them. Amen. We have to be fruit bearers in the kingdom of God. We don't want to be like the fig tree that the, Jesus walking by and saw the fig tree had no, nothing, that, nothing that was growing on it. And he cursed it. And the next day he was dribbled, shriveled up and died. He said it was not bearing anything. It was not bearing fruit. If we have those roots that, are, that should be seen through our fruits. The best way, the best way to have those fruits in our lives, the best way to stay, uh, to have those deep roots that go that say, I'm not going to waver, I'm not going to fall, is to stay close to the living water, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. When we stay close to that source, we are in the best position to be able to bring forth good fruit because we're close to that source. We're, the, you notice the further away you are from something, the weaker that you get because of it. It was either with water with Wi-Fi service, <laughs> if anything that you're further away from, you get keep backing away, backing away, you're not going to have that strong of a connection. But if you say, if you be like what Psalms talks about, Psalms 1, 1 through 3, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the river of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. That means that when it's time to bear fruit, when it's time when you're close to the source, you'll be ready for it. You should be bringing forth your fruit. Jeremiah 17, 7 through 8. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when the heat cometh. When the heat cometh, you don't even know, but her leaf shall be green and shall be careful in the year of drought. Neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Those ones, blessed is the one that stays close to the water. Blessed are those that put the intentional time of, of digging up the roots and digging up the weeds and staying close to the water. Because when that time comes, when the heat comes, is what the word says, when the heat comes, their leaves are still going to be green because they're tapped into the source. Whenever those things try to start trying to push them over, they're going to be okay because they're close to the source. Amen. In that year of drought, you're still going to be yielding fruit. Colossians 2, 6 and 7 says, As we have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, <laughs> established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Beware. Lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit, and those traditions of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. Beware of those seeds that try to come in, those roots and those are those uh, thorns that try to come in. Beware of those. Having deep roots comes from being spiritually nourished each and every day by having your root of faith, by having the root of understanding of God's word, and by the pursuit of holiness. Amen. This means time invested in the kingdom, reading the word of God, praying and meditating on him throughout the day. I'm talking about the importance of roots this morning. Amen. Can we stand here this morning? The root of understanding of God's word. Wanting, saying more, can I need more of you? If we have the praise singers and, and the musicians come as well. Having the, the root of faith that says, God... I don't know what I'm going through. I don't understand why I'm going through those things, but I have something that I'm going to hold on to. 
I want to have something that says maybe it's a, is this a, specific, a specific Bible verse. Sometimes some, I've talked to those that have like a favorite podcast or a sermon that says, God, there's something in your word. Whenever I'm going through it, when I just remember this song or I just remember this passage of scripture and it holds me to you, Lord God. I'm holding on to those roots and I'm saying, God, I need them even more in my life ever before. Amen. It's so important because the world is not getting any better. The world is not getting any better. It seems it's getting crazier and crazier by the news, by what's going on. And if we don't have these roots, if we don't have these roots, we could wind up being like those that get tossed in the wind, that get tossed aside. It says, you know what? Living for God is great, but man, I, I, can't, I can't even take it anymore. I feel like I'm being bent down. That's why I said be. Have you ever seen a palm tree? We've talked about this before. How the palm tree, when it's in the wind and it's blown, it doesn't get knocked over. It's able to bend. That says, you know what? These things are going to come against me. I may be bent over. I may feel like I'm carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders, but I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to quit because God has my back. Because I have roots planted by the rivers of living water from which my help cometh. My help cometh from the Lord. And this morning we have the opportunity as well to do a a check on our system. It says, Lord, do I have these roots in my life? Are they as strong as what I really want them to be? Or is what you would want them to be? Is that desire for the hunger of word of God and for the things of God? Is there the root of faith in my life that says, Lord, I'm holding on to you. I'm not going to let go. You may be in a trial this morning. You may be in a trial in your life and that, that root feels like, Lord, I'm about to be pushed over the edge because I can't handle it, Lord. Is that root that's going to be strong that says, hold on to me. Hold on to me and reach out your hands for me this morning have those roots as we have something inside that says, Lord, this is not conducive to my walk with you. I need to remove this from my life. Lord, open my eyes to see what you want me to see. Open my eyes to see, Lord, is there something that's not conducive to you, Lord? I need it out of my life, God, because I need more of you. I don't have time, Lord, to, to wait around because you're coming soon. You're coming quickly, and I have to be ready this morning. So I invite you, if you, wanna, if you want to come to the altar, even just to, to Lord said, I have a recommitment of my life to you. Lord, I want to have stronger roots of the Lord than ever before. I invite you this morning to come, to pray, to rededicate your life to him this morning. To say, Lord, I need you more than ever before. Help me, Lord, in my roots. Help them to grow deep and help them to grow strong in you, Lord, day by day and over living. Help me be an overcomer in your word as they sing this morning. Would you come? Would you come and pray to the Lord this morning?